The Grow Your Group Show, Episode 8. Giving you the tools you need to recruit more people, raise more money, and change more lives. It's the Grow Your Group Show with your host, Mike Cooney. Hi, everybody, and thanks for coming back after Episode 7. This is Episode 8, the second half of my interview with Matt Gerada on Cub Scout Recruiting. The second half is awesome, so I hope you enjoy it. A little bit of housekeeping before we get on with the rest of the show. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Grow Your Group, or on MikeCooney.net slash Grow Your Group. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and leave a five-star review. Thank you in advance. Support the show by doing your Amazon shopping at MikeCooney.net slash Amazon, or with a small donation at MikeCooney.net slash Patreon. We do need your support to keep on with the show. So with no further ado, here's the rest of my interview with Matt. What really impresses me is the other nine kids. They may not save a life, but they're out there just being good kids and being adults. And they're just, you know, yeah. what, taking that equal project and just running with it. They're taking the troop and organizing that overnight weekend thing. Or even better, they're organizing their high adventure trip, you know, and they're, they're, they're coming up with the ideas and, and they're, you know, figuring things out. That's the stuff that people overlook. Don't get me wrong. That's window dressing, saving lives, you know, all that cool well, stuff. All, no, yeah. but you talk to a leader, you talk to any scout leader, and they go, man, that kid is just sharp. He is so smart. Oh, yeah. He's going places, you know, and, and, they, and they, they take that time to, to really foster that kid, and that kid takes his time, and he brings it back to the younger kids. And I think, and it's little things like making sure they have all their stuff for a weekend trip or you know, helping them out on a homework assignment or pitching in on those eagle projects, you know, even though and, – and balancing it, and this is the other thing too, balancing it with all the other things that they're doing. Because I think yeah. the, uh, one of those big barriers I, we hear a lot is, oh, I don't have enough time. Johnny does – he's got all these other things. He has no time. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you're, you're in control of the schedule, so that's – and we understand that. But it can be done because other scouts do it day in and day out. Oh, yeah. You can't tell me – because if, if everyone told us that, we would have nobody on the program today. One of my favorite Eagle Scouts was, you know, all state, all academic and basketball. Mm-hmm. Managed to pull it off. You know, yeah. And, you know, and he had six other challenges I won't talk about. I mean, like, those were the easy ones. Yeah. The stuff that these kids go through, it's the program that sort of gets them there. And that's sort of what we're selling. We we can't be afraid to sell scouting. You know, it's what you're doing is, you know, I got a program that's going to make your life, your kid's life better. Yeah. And I think the other part of that is is the fact that we are trying to be market, especially now, I think the national office is looking to kind of change its overall image, but they're considering it, you know, making it the family program, which I think is a, yeah. a really smart thing to do because I think the newer families today are, are about being a family. And we've always said it's been a family program, especially at Cub Scouts. But to actually really do it is another whole conversation that I don't want to get down on. But, you know, the the idea of when you're doing those recruitments, I, and I've, I've said this at recruitments uh, at schools with moms and dads. I said, you tell me a program out there right now that you and your son can do when he starts at age seven and you can finish at age 20. That's a long time. And I don't mean like, it's, you know, sports – we're on the sidelines supporting them. Yay. Unless you're the coach, you're right there with them. 
But most of the time, that's not the case. You're on the sidelines. In scouts, you're right there with them. You're doing. You're yeah. you're a den leader with them. You're you know going on the trips with them. You can do that. Can't do that in anything else. That's, I haven't found. No. I haven't. No one's told me about another program that can do that for that long. For that yeah. long, I think that's the key. It's, that's a. That's not only a family program. That is a lifelong family program that you can continue doing on when he's an adult too. Absolutely. And I think that's something that you know a lot of folks need to remind their you know those families out there, especially if they're trying to bring in more adults. It's yeah. It's something you get to do with your kid. You know, it's, that, yeah. it's, it's a shared experience. You get to do that. It's not something you have to do. Yeah. You know, I can think off the top of my head six or seven great examples of you get to be there when that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, would you would you want to miss that? It's just stunning that you know you get to be there when you know the you know he stayed around stayed around the tent for the first time when he thought the daddy long leg spider was going to eat him. Mm-hmm. I have had that one come up. C- completed the wilderness survival overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, and those big things like that. You get to be there for the get to see Quick it. recruitment night checklist. You know, and and yeah. these are all things that we should think everybody should be doing no matter what. It, whether you're a newbie or somebody's ex- experience, and the, the recruitment night checklist, you know, before the recruit night. Okay. So before yeah. everything starts, you got to make sure you have all the materials ready to go. You know, if you have other people helping you out, make sure they are going to be there. You know, give them that one final call because the last thing you need is to call an audible with less people. So if you've got other people helping you out on your recruit night, make sure they're coming. And there's places to get help for that. So, you know, your local yeah. troop can help you out. You know, the parents, yeah. even former parents can help you out. There are groups that will be of assistance. Yeah, if you're going to be doing different activities, make sure everybody understands what those activities are. And if you are going to be doing a lot of talking, review your agenda and all your major key points on yep. what your program is all about. So those small little things to do before you arrive. Uh, then when you're there at that recruit night, you know, show up early. You know, get don't be the guy yep. who shows up at <laughs> nine or seven o'clock and then goes, oh, I need ten yeah. minutes. Get there at six thirty and get yourself organized. You know, yeah, confirm get, the get, building. Make yeah, sure the doors are open. Doors are open. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, way. <laughs> if, if you're, <laughs> yeah. Even if you're if you're you know driving everybody to your regular meeting night and you're not the person with the key or the you gotta have the janitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You need to make sure you have access. So <laughs> spend some evenings knocking on rectory doors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's always my paranoia. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you show up and they're like, "Who are you? What are you here for again?" Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, we scheduled something else tonight. Oh. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you get you know when those things throw uh, the, the wrench in the works. You know, they're like, oh, you're not going to be in this room. We got to put you down this room. You know, sometimes it's a better room. Yeah. Or I, I've, I've had that happen. I remember a janitor actually moved me into a bigger room. He goes, well, I we thought we'd, this would be better for you. Oh, did I get permission? No, I thought I would. You know, do that for you. Great. <laughs> bless you, yeah. bless you, sir. That's what I exactly. Bless you and your heirs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you always make, may you live to be a thousand years. Make make friends with the people who have all the access. That's the janitors yeah. and your secretaries, right? Secretary, so. yeah. You take care of your secretaries. <laughs> and then this isn't sort of doctrine, but I believe in two rooms. If you can get two rooms, yeah. When you do have to talk to parents, you don't want to have you know, screaming kids over you. You want to give yeah. them something fun to do because oh, they didn't come. The kids didn't come out to sit in a room and listen to you know. We're going to fill out paperwork now. Yes, um, you know, <laughs> Billy, they're going to fill out paperwork. All right. Yeah, 
I mean, how, how, how many how many Cub Scout events? I don't care what it is. Are they sitting around quietly? <laughs> it doesn't exist, especially in Cub Scouts. So when I set things up in schools, I try to get two rooms, but you know sometimes that's just impossible because sometimes they'll even they'll, they'll bill you for that. You know, even with that discount. Uh, so you you want to try to keep it. You know, your low cost if you can help it. So if you get two rooms, great. If you can have to do it in the one classroom, then you figure it out outside. You know, this time of year, if they can go outside. Even better. I was like, you still, oh, you still like to get to, you know, get a local Boy Scout troop to ro- provide some program. Mm-hmm. I remember one year we had, uh, it was in Caribou, Maine. I had Troop 184, mm-hmm. it was Vaughn's troop, was helping out with the uh, recruitment for Pack 185. And I remember looking over and seeing an Eagle Scout giving a young Cub Scout an airplane ride. <laughs> I'm like, not going to do that one again, but I don't think he seemed to enjoy it. But, but, but that's important. I think the activities is really important, and, and that's something a lot of people forget because what ends up happening, at least uh, in some of the you know some of these units, is that they just invite everybody to the regular troop meeting, which can yeah. be okay. But what happens is if you're the cub master, you're the scout master, and you're running that recruit night, and you're trying to run your troop meeting at the same time, something's going to yeah. fall. So. If you're going to do that, make sure you have somebody who's dedicated to answer those questions because those people are here to listen to you and what you are selling them. Yeah, it's, it can lead to, lead to some awkwardness where I'm walking in, I don't know anybody, and everybody else knows, you know, you're the new guy in the room. Yeah. It can be awkward. So. Yeah, so like, again, but having that separate room is good because now you can go, okay, kids, why don't you go over to the Boy Scouts and they're, or the, the Cub Scouts, they're doing activities over there, they're p- blowing things up or painting things, whatever it is they're doing, you know, they're, they're being entertained. And then you bring your parents aside to that other room. I just want to hit a couple of... But concerns you might get on that evening, and sort of oh, how you, you know, would how you would deal with those. Yeah, why don't you fire those off at me? Okay, so because, the first one I can think uh, of off the top of my head is, um, you know, how how, you know, how much is this going to cost? How do we pay for it? Okay, yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty typical uh, ask. Uh, unfortunately for me, I, I I have to do the you know the sidestep a little bit here because you. You know, being the professional guy that I am, I always have to remind everybody that you know the actual cost for scouting is you know twenty seven dollars, twenty four dollars for registration, and three dollars for insurance. But what can be a little off putting is, as every pack has or troop, they have their own fees. Yeah. So if your fee is that, let's say it's a hundred bucks, okay? So you got to be upfront with them, say it's going to be that for registration plus the hundred dollars for our program, and you need to be, we need to really explain what that $100 breaks down to. So if you're that type of person like uh, that knows how much it really costs you to, to earn badges and do all the trips and $100 will cover everything, then I think you, you should definitely do that. If it's just a generic amount, that's where it gets a little more tricky because, you know, people want to know what they're getting their value in. Not that again. I, I think you know uh, uh, our friend Stacy up in Washburn, uh, the yep. Skinner, was perfect, and in, 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 he used it for, for as a, in a way to do popcorn. But mm-hmm. it still applies here to this to this conversation. He, his recruits, he used to tell all his new kids, "Hey, you give me 150 bucks, that's going to cover your registration. It's going to cover your day camp. It's going to cover your badges. It's going to cover this." And he would list all these other things all in, 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 his, in his random amount. I just, like I said, I think it's 150 bucks. Okay, he goes, or you can sell popcorn and it won't cost you a thing. But the point is, 
not, yeah, sell popcorn. But, you know, the, the point is he had it figured down to the dollar of how much it costs for him to run his program. And that a lot of pa- I don't think a lot of people know that. But I think they use generics on that, and that's okay as yeah. long as you can still understand what it is. You know, if that high amount in that you're throwing in that registration is going to cover everything, yeah. then that's okay as long as they understand it. Yeah, if the program so. sort of matches up with that. Yeah, exactly. But if you pay 150, if you pay 150 or 200 dollars or whatever the crazy amount is, and they're getting nothing out of it. They're going to be upset about it. Yeah. So, but that's that's kind of how I would how I would handle that, that question. Why should I fill out the application tonight? Okay. Well, that's a good one. One, it saves a step. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and you can you can always tell them that it's like I used to say, give us the application tonight, have it all filled out, and if you need to come back and pay later, we yeah. can do that. That way, in it. That way, you're actually getting the paperwork. It's important as a leader to get the paperwork because. For one, for a couple of different reasons. One, the contact information is key. You know that that has the email, that has the cell number. You know the names of the, the scouts. If you didn't get them in a sign-in sheet, you have that application to fall back on to reach back out to them. And if you don't, now we always, I always try to encourage to take money, but that doesn't always work out in the case because sometimes mom and dad just don't bring the money with them, and that's and that's okay because you can follow up. You know, yeah. hey, you know, our first meeting is next week. Don't forget to bring the check. You can do things like that. But the big, you know, if they walk home with that application and they didn't fill it out, you're more likely never going to see that application. Yeah. I think that the the fear of that should outweigh getting anything, you know, yeah. unless you have that really strong connection to that particular family. You know, hey, they live down my street. I'll just pop in. But if it's. The randomness. Why do you want a social security number for an adult application? It's required. That's easy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have to have it. <laughs> you know, there's few things that are black and white, and unfortunately, you know, it, it is black and white. We cannot process an app, the adult application without it. If somebody is afraid to give you that information, okay, that that I can understand. And then in this yeah. day and age, I think there are, that, that's that's happened a few times for me, but. It doesn't happen all the time, but here's the thing: you can appeal to their hopefully their understanding, not their fear of what their information is going to happen. You know, it's going to get out there, but to kind of calm their fears. One, it's only on the top copy. Two, it's not on the the the, the unit copy, so it's black it's blacked out after that. The only people who keep that information is the council office. All right. Three, all of our information is locked up and and secure. So they don't have to worry about that. And the other piece of it is across the country, locally and nationally, we have mechanics to CEOs yep. of Fortune 500 companies. You know, I believe uh, you know the, the the guy who runs uh, AT and T. Yeah, you know, he's helped out this guy a few times. We have his social security number because yeah. <laughs> he's on our board. So. You know, anybody who's involved in our program has to fill out an adult application. That includes everybody at the national level. So, well, it's, it's, it's also a safety the, thing for the kids. I mean, this is this is well, for the background check. This is well, so the, we can have a safe That leads up program. to the background check. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My point is, you know, everybody everybody doesn't yeah. think about the background check, but yeah. they just think that, oh my god, my information is going to get out. But the background check is so important because 
you know, we do run it for everybody, including the people who have, you know, work in police departments, work in fire departments, teachers. You know, they're all people who work in those fields where their background checks are already done, but we're going to do it again anyways. And in, in, I don't know how Connecticut is, but I know here in the state of Massachusetts, we have to do a state background check on top of the BSA background check. So there's doubled. So, it, so it, it's going to happen. So put the fears aside as best you can and then get the, get the information because we can't do it. We can't process it without it. This is, it's just not going to happen. Absolutely. I think we've covered everything. We've been on for about an hour. I think I've taken way more of your time than I had any right to expect. No, it's all right. I, I, I'm, the people around here in the office know I'd like to talk about these things because uh, it's, it's my belief. It's my belief, Mike, that, you know, everybody needs to know the basics, you know, little yeah. things like that. And I'd rather give a whole hour of my time to help anybody out for that. It is, it's a fun topic when you think about it. I, I go back to like, you know, when I started, I can tell you the room that I was recruited in um, that is no mm-hmm. longer there in the basement of St. Mary's in Putnam. And you mm-hmm. know, actually still, I still know my Tiger Den leader. It's Linda, she lives across the street from the church. Great lady. I see her you know, once or twice a year. But it's that first step that goes to everything else. You know, everything else we do is sort of fed on on recruiting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. As, as a youth, uh, I can recall two things happening for my recruitment. One, I actually had somebody visit my grade school, uh, my elementary school, when I was in sixth or seventh grade, I, I believe, or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And the second thing was we answered an ad in the paper. <laughs> it was It was those two things that brought me to scouting. So, like I said, everything, every you got to do, you got to do all twenty, fifteen, ten, seven yeah. points of recruiting. Yeah, and we even talked about special events like fairs and and carnivals and places you can have recruiting tables, which is actually where I saw the thing to get me to the joining night was at the Woodstock Fair. I think the one, I think one area, and I'm, I'm again, I'm not sure how Connecticut is, and we didn't really hit it when we were up in Maine, but here we hit it hard. Um, are the school open houses? Mm-hmm. Um, we, that is a yeah, that's huge a big one here. Yeah. way. Of, yeah, that's a big one, and, and it's and that's a great way to sidestep any access issues that you may have with the classrooms, because one, you get the parents. You don't get the kids, but that's okay. We you want the parents, and and yeah. if you're signing up, that's difficult to do, but yeah. it is doable. Uh, but at the very least, you can use that moment to drive those parents to come to your recruit night. You know, that's a you, great way to do that. You usually get a five-minute window to talk to them. I mean, it's not your whole recruiting night because mm-hmm. that's, you know, you're not going to get registration. You're going to explain your whole program, but you've got your elevator speech. You can yeah, you have minutes. your elevator speech, have your, 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 your uh, what do you call it, poster board of photos and yeah. or, a, you know, computer with the, you know, with all the photos running through, you know, kind of cool, have the swag out. Love get the their swag. contact information and then, you know, see them uh, the following Sunday or Wednesday or whatever the night is. Yeah, I think it's like, that's cute. And have that, you know, have that sign-up sheet, have those business cards, have something you can give to them, have that flyer yeah. where you can say, hey, look at this, you know, find out more later. Because, you know, I know you're going to run. You're doing that other stuff too. Yeah. I think it's – so we've got – we've hit on all sorts of stuff. I think we've, we've done about an hour. Mm-hmm. All the stuff we talked about here and Matt's got a great – uh, recruitment handout PDF. No, it, it'll, I'll make it a PDF for the uh, for the show notes page. You can find that on mikecooley.net slash seven, and we'll have all sorts of links to things that can help you out as you do your recruiting and all the articles and things we talked about. Is there anything else we we didn't talk hit on Matt that you think we should hit before we send people off to go get new kids in the program? Oh, you know, 
that we could probably do a whole other thing, you know, yeah, I, for, uh, yeah, I would say let's save it for another time, honestly. Yeah. Like I said, the, the basics are the basics, but you know, uh, there's always room for more and more depth, uh, detail, special events, you know, kind of thing that kind of help you out. And that could be something that another time, honestly. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Very good. Matt, thank you so much for giving up your time. Good luck with your recording oh, no. this fall and, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Hope all is well. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Group Show. Visit MikeCooney.net to subscribe to the show for free, and we'll see you next time.